This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. listening to In a City Like Yours, a semi-monthly podcast featuring interesting people with interesting life stories. This podcast may contain language and or subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Michael Glenn Moore. If you have an interesting life story and would like to appear on the show, please drop me a note at inacitylikeyours at gmail.com. Also, join our Facebook page at Inner City Like Yours Podcast to receive notices of new releases and other info. Now, please welcome today's guest. Hey everybody, it's Ben Shrewsbury, editor of In a City Like Yours. I want to throw a quick disclaimer in before this show begins. This show is all things wacky, weird, and wild. Uh, take it with tongue-in-cheek. That's what I hope it is anyway. I- enjoy this. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Michael, for having me on, for actually inviting me on, which is pretty cool. It's been a surreal past year. Um... My name is Richard Ian McGill. I'm 35 years old. I reside in Mississauga, Ontario, in Canada. Uh, for the past 10 years, but uh, about 15, 14 years ago, I was a forklift driver for t- about 10 years. And then on my 31st birthday, something unique happened. Uh, a light flashed in the sky when I was about to, uh, like 10 minutes from my house. Sorry about the background noise. I'm actually just went for a walk. And I just stopped outside a uh, Wi-Fi using uh, Pizza Pizza Play. I kind of like to do, do a podcast. This is actually my 10th interview, which is pretty cool. And uh, within the past year. But uh, yeah, I like to do them in different places. <laughs> Boardrooms, my buddy's garage. This one's outside. I apologize for any background noise. But uh, yeah, so 31, Slash in the Sky. That got me interested in the subject. <clears throat> the subject we're going to be talking about is uh, extraterrestrials. Aliens, demons, angels. I don't like. I don't know the proper vernacular. They're probably all of them, but mainly aliens. Uh, so yeah, that got me interested in the subject of extraterrestrials. Before that, I hadn't even seen the Star Wars movie. I'd seen Men in Black. I haven't seen ET. Seen Mars Attacks. But so uh, yeah, just watching YouTube videos on how to contact them, and uh, like they basically basically one of them was like go to you know to the backyard or park at night and just try to like pray to the universe say come down <clears throat> and if it gets really good maybe take me aboard it hasn't gotten that good with our relationship but but uh yeah lots of other things have happened <laughs> uh which we're gonna be talking about um but yeah so i went i was a forklift driver at that time that worked in afternoons so i was up one two three in the morning and one night after work i tried to contact aliens just for shits and giggles basically and 15 minutes of doing it, I see a big light in the sky coming towards me. Oh my goodness. 
but I'm next to Canada's busiest uh, airport, 15 minutes, like 20 minutes away, Pearson Airport. So obviously, it's just an airplane, okay. But then as I'm lowering my head, I see a little light skip across the sky for two seconds. And I was like, holy guacamole. And that like really was something amazing that I was able to witness. And maybe most people would just say that's that's a wrap, that's their extraterrestrial experience and just be, be done with it. But me, for a couple of weeks, I try to interact with them more and more after work, 15, 20 minutes. And uh, about a couple of weeks in, just pr- trying to prove to my coworkers at work that I was trying interacting with the stars of the moon, which might be sentient, might be UFOs. Um, and uh, one night, for about 4:30 in the morning, uh, I was feel- I had a feeling to um, film a star, the sky, and it somehow locked onto my cell phone and created a- created a half a blue circle in the top left corner. And I'm moving my moving the phone around, and like the light was still there, literally from space, a star or a UFO, pretending to be a star, or or all all of the astro- astro- astrology or astronomers are lying to us. I don't know. With the you know the Earth is a lot more complicated. I don't have a lot of answers, but I have a lot of cool stuff to show. <laughs> and but, and then yeah. So from that moment on, basically, the secret to, secret to my success, I say. Uh, is basically I invited aliens to my house to party, asked them to make me a smiley face in the sky, and at first I saw a little like a really a gray, um, uh, like a well, like a root like uh, alien face, you know, like the, the basic one, but the opposite, like uh, kind of like a football shaped, not like uh, a vertical, it's horizontal, and they then it trans went from that to 3D. Black belt level, most intricate um, art. What we all know as crop circles, I say, is just like is uh, their form of guerrilla marketing. I'm really. I, this is a show about interesting people. For the past four years, I've had an interesting life, but the pa- the previous 31st for one years, not so much. But I do have some really interesting people in my family, which I just want to touch quickly touch on, just to show you the background that maybe why they pick me. And be, not because um, uh, one my 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 grandpa who was asked to fly Winston was he, he was an airplane pilot and he flew um, paratroopers over enemy lines and he was asked to fly Winston Churchill to meet with Joseph uh, or Joseph Stalin and Roosevelt at a place called Yalta but his what his wife my grandma said you go don't bother coming back and he never did so that was and then he had three kids the third one was my mom. But the first kid uh, was uh, really like uh, he became uh, president of a, a very big uh, pharmacy chain in Canada called Shoppers Drug Marts. So he's like worth 50 million Canadian, 50, 60 million dollars Canadian. So we're, we're the black sheep of the family. But because of an inheritance, I was able to take three years off from and dedicate it into documenting, uh, learning photography, and um, self-publishing a photo book. A 200-page photo book called "What Do You Mean Aliens Aren't Real?" I don't know how to make virtual reality art. I'm just a trigger man, and it's it's like uh like the game Kim the, the game Sim City kind of like but with extraterrestrials. Most intricate, complicated like it's unbelievable. <laughs> and 50% of any profits that I ever make will be going to environmental causes. So that's 
why I, I'm willing to get aliens only have one chance to show that they're real and m- maybe make some money off of it, right? They're, if they can bitch slap the, the laws of physics, I'm sure they understand the concept of monopoly, right? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry. What do you say? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, so, so your your book is 200 pages. Where can people find it? Yeah. Pretty much no nowhere. You got to direct message me. Uh, it's not on Amazon. It's not. I wasn't able to get an account. They said my passport picture wasn't valid. You know, uh, I was literally uh, maybe a few months ago. I got a um, thing from a British newspaper lady who said, "Oh, I'm going to want to do an interview with you." And then the day of the interview, she stood me up and said, "Oh, I'm sorry. Just it was time difference." And then I'll. Uh, I still want to do an interview with you. I got you a, a new, a new. I got um, new headphones just for the interview, but then she stopped speaking to me. So I'm just saying it's a lot, but a lot hard, harder than I anticipated to uh, get my story out into the masses. But it's only been a four-year process. But mainly, I'm on Twitter, Richard McGill, M-A-G-I-L-L, and the number two. Direct message me. I, I got about 4,800 books sitting on my warehouse shelves for about a year and a half. I've been sitting on this, but yeah, but it's about 44 U.S. dollars. I'll ship it anywhere in U.S. except for Hawaii. Then we'll talk to Puerto Rico, or Alaska, and off the. <laughs> so yeah. let's go back to the beginning. When you first made contact, what kind of emotions went through you? I mean, this is, you know has to be an awe-inspiring event in your life. Uh, how did you That's feel when it happened? I still, I still actually have that the I was recording right the, the star and it recorded and I was like holy I, and then I said uh, the f word I was like flabbergasted but then it like start then I couldn't sleep that night and the next and then um, then uh, in the backyard clouds moving moving stop other clouds moving moving stop I was like in like a snow globe kind of so I so they can hide behind clouds but of course there's blowing a little bit so I try to create such a, like a sterile uh, like scientific trying to analyze uh, like get these pictures as crisp and understanding as possible basically I like sprinkle a substance down and invisible UFO energy whips it up into like 3D art or cartoon character art I say it's a cross between Salvador Dali and Walt Disney but like there's, a, there's like 20 different ways to view the picture but I, all, I had to like figure it out it was a puzzle it was like, how to, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting for two hours to f- one picture to be finished. But no, it's finished literally within 30 seconds. They just keep adding more and more detail. But, and it's, you know, like I'm just learning photography, how you use a high ISO number, and it creates like the, the noise in the picture, adds a little depth to it. It's like, it's, what I have to show to the world is, is unbelievable. Hopefully, it's, it's, it's going to piss off some religions, <laughs> you know? But uh, we're not al- we're not alone in, in the universes or dimensions. So is, but, is that is that the message behind all of this? Is that we're not alone and and there's correct. something and out I, there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to give you another quick two little quick two little things that I have to show to the world is uh, so. But I I adapted so quickly to this. I basically just quit quit my job when I got a digital camera at a pawn shop. And started taking pictures. And the first day in my backyard, a little tiny insect-sized, translucent blue, shimmering blue little UFO was doodling on my barbecue lid. And I'm like, what? And I watched it, videoed it a little bit on my shitty iPhone. 
and then uh, moved the grate and scared it off. So they have the, uh, the capability to shrink down. You know, I mean, we have nanotechnology. We've had nanotechnology for a thousand, a thousand years, right? Right. So, aliens, obviously, like we have to think that they're super advanced. But uh, yeah, going back to what, what was the question? <laughs> I was just wondering uh, how how. Oh yeah, yeah. The gift, what so, the so, message the, was? The gift, the gift, the gift. No wait, the gift. Uh, so my how this is also going previous question how I how I felt. So <laughs> after a couple of weeks of interacting with them, I asked them for a gift. Like, who am I to get, like, a dream job of all dream jobs that nobody dreamt was possible? Uh, personal photographer to extraterrestrials, documentarian, business partner, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, I asked him for a gold and meteorite lace dagger, like the one found in King Tut's tomb. Very specific thing. If we, if, you, if you're familiar with that thing, it's like a – it's not supposed to be there. Or it's a meteor meet, – like a metal of the dagger, beautiful dagger. Gold sheath dagger is with meteorite, but so I found this rock in my backyard after pestering them for a couple of weeks. That is, it's like a perfect tomahawk head, and it has so many signs of craftsmanship, like two parallel sides, uh, beautiful design, a sharpened edge, a little notch in the back for fastening. The thing about meteorites are they're black. This one's of course black and uh, magnetic. This one's highly magnetic, but uh, compared to earth rock magnetite, if you scratch it on tile. Meteorite does not scratch on tile. This one does not scratch on tile. So it's literally the first gift from aliens. <laughs> and one more thing, I asked them just joke, like jokingly, hey, let me try some of your food. And I found a small, tiny green, one-eyed, translucent eye, a clear eye, super tiny, like it fits inside a memory card case. So I would have to get like a 200 and I still would be full. Unless it's some, I was thinking, I kind of think I'm like uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, that I'm like, I won the golden ticket, so maybe like one little uh, fish will fill me up and give me so life you found long. a fish? Like, possibly, or I say fish, shrimp, specimen. I don't know, it has, these things have to get analyzed, but for me to go to a museum, hey, I actually possibly have some. Even Dr. Stephen Greer had this Atacama, or this mummy thing, this little alien, and he, uh, they fudged the Stanford fudged the results that like any person like biologist looking say no they it's something they made it human but it's not human right that's what he says I don't know I don't want so, so it's so gonna be hard it's gonna be hard for me to if those things get analyzed and say it's a meteorite or something unknown rock variety or a possible unknown entity, like a little specimen that's pretty pretty wild. I would put the nail in the head of the coffin, right? When I was in high school, I was uh, going back and forth between getting into advertising or law, and I chose advertising. But then uh, after one year of schooling, I was sick and disenfranchised and went to Venezuela for five, for five weeks, 38 days traveling around Venezuela. And it was there that I learned like the feeling that I used to um, get like contact aliens, how like I, I bought a, a spliff off the hippies, so some hippies to, to people in uh, the capital of Am like the Amazon region of Venezuela, and like smoking it, and like everything was moving, becoming alive. Like you can see, like everything is, you know, like the, the Matrix or whatever, uh, the underground grid. Everything I don't know. N uh, natural mystic, you know, Bob Marley thing. Yeah. Um... 
So is that the only time you've done you use drugs to kind of emote what's going on with you? I mean, cause some, some people will say that you know either you're crazy or you're you're taking drugs, correct, correct. and so I mean you Absolutely, have done yeah. that. Very, so. very 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 first question I've been asked, but yes, but I have such like my seven. I like to show I have a one. My one you I have about twenty thousand pictures of ver, like the artwork being made. But I only have like one UAP picture, which is like a I was when I got a zoom lens for my camera, and it was in my, in my backyard, and one took one. Got a new zoom lens for the camera. First night of shooting, what took one picture on it's on a tripod. Nothing. It's a black sky. Adjust the settings. Take another picture. Boom. Seven uh, distinct objects, like different colors, like lines, circles, and uh, yeah, and different like lights in the sky. So it's not my imagination. Someone actually saw saw my story. And actually decided took it upon himself to make a documentary about this, explain explain what I've just explained to you. It's like an episode of Ancient Aliens, but in uh, the present tense, 21 minutes. If you go to my YouTube channel, you'll find uh, every third tweet or, or uh, my uh, Twitter page. But the actual person that made it, his name is Night Freak Goblatron. It's an amazing name, I think. <laughs> it was yeah. Parker, but he changed it. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put that uh, link in the show notes as well as your yeah, yeah. your uh, your other links, so uh, the people yeah, yeah, who are listening to this can go there to find the down. links. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm more, I'm interested to know more about how people are responding to you. Uh, I mean, what kind of feedback are you getting? Well, uh, actually, my Twitter page was suspended for six months, and it just just when Biden got into office was when it got reinstated. Just uh, one day, I tried to send out a whole bunch of tweets, and they said I was an automated account. And uh, but yeah, uh, someone uh, got, got from Australia actually named, uh, named Oz. He has a show, a paranormal show, Oddball Ozzy. Hit me up and said I want to be have you on as my first guest. And then that got me trying to contact other uh, paranormal podcasts, and some of them. We did one with Stephen Cambian on Truth Seekers, and someone actually made a podcast about my podcast, and they shit talked and called me crazy and every name. But it was I felt like how Joe Rogan felt like, holy wow! Someone made a podcast about my podcast it was even longer, but they only talked about me for about 45 minutes, which was it's like surreal. But uh, and to have, to have someone spend I didn't even pay this guy. I didn't ask him to do this. He did a huge interview, and then he took it upon himself to take 20, 25 hours. And create a, a, a amateur version of Ancient Aliens, which goes half the half the thing goes through my backstory, and then the other half goes through the, all my main proofs. I also have a possible alien UFO selfie from another dimension, but you only see the long arm. And the story behind that is in the documentary. All like so the documentary is free. You can go to it and see all my main proofs. See a couple examples. If if you want to, I say if you want to travel to other dimensions and planets. As far as I know, I'm the only game in town. You, you hit me up on direct message, email transfer me money, I send you the book. I've only actually sent, I'll be 100% honest, I've only had one international sale. So America, you guys talk a good game, but you're not, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, uh, I've gone from two followers to 242 followers. And uh, you obviously saw the merit in my situation and saw my pictures like they're not photoshopped i have every 
tweet almost has a couple pictures and lots of examples of the book. I also make music and art, but when I after these were like insp- kind of inspired by aliens, so I started learning photography and then, then by ukulele and started making some crazy sounds. I say silly sounds, but I had a whole collection of sa- of uh, like like made a couple hundred uh, songs. And then I got my phone stolen, and I lost the original uh, thing of the selfie I was just talking about. And all the all that uh, six months of work, pictures, and all that music. So only only songs that are still available are on my uh, YouTube channel, just which is Richard McGill. And there's also lots of examples of the art being made, but it's it's like invisible UFO energy. So it's very it's and it's microscopic or insect size. So you don't really see. Only there's only one video in which you see uh, actual UFO, which is. Um, yeah, which was crazy filming it. Besides the first video I was talking about when I was in the in the barbecue, uh, which is not too good much quality, but this one was a little bit better. But a little insect-sized UFO floats onto the page. I just I put a piece of paper. It's a 19-minute video on my uh, channel, but um, it's a little insect-sized UFO floats onto the page and wobbles back and forth, and then makes like a slow motion backflip or somersault onto the paper. Five minutes on, it like scuttles across the page, and then when it gets to the edge of the paper, it's just me sprinkling again, me sprinkling something. In this case, powdered uh, or cr- cr- crushed up charcoal. Right, I ch- crushed up a hand, so maybe they had to send in. I mean, you can buy powdered like graphite or charcoal. And I spent a lot of money on arts and crafts and, and figure <laughs> and giving them hundreds of different uh, uh, mediums to make the art in. Like what we know as crop circles in farmers' fields, but they can do it inside my house. I'm, I say I'm like uh, Doctor Doolittle, but with invisible aliens. They don't really talk to me. They just like they're good listeners, right? Were it's, you an artist kind of, to begin with, or is that something that came along with the alien experience? During high school, I made a lot of like creative videos for like projects, and which everyone really liked. And then uh, that was a, a about it. I played clarinet in high school. I was, you know, in the drama, uh, like in a few plays. Nothing really, not too much. I wasn't. I didn't have any paintings before that. Or something, any music. Something I found interesting from the YouTube video, the the short documentary, twenty minute documentary, uh, was was your kind of t- tongue in cheek answers to uh, the reporter who was narrating the story. Uh, but that seemed like is that more his version of you because it was it wasn't you talking it was just uh, a jackass, a jackass the thing about that one why the why the answers are so professional and succinct and t- tongue-in-cheek is we were doing it uh not just through texting so you could actually see how your things are you know when you when you text and when you're when you live uh or talking off the top of your head all right it's uh it's completely different and it's not as eloquent but yeah, I'm an I'm an asshole. I'm a jackass. So that's how I am, and I feel like I haven't. I'm not scared of aliens. I'm more scared of skunks than I am about extraterrestrials. So when they talk, people always go back to like the, the abducting cows. And I say, like, really? You know how many how many steaks and egg? One one little egg is a whole chicken. You know, a cute little chicken. So we're the we're. And I say, yeah, we're the boogeyman. Not the amount of uh, cows that killed in one uh, one day at a slaughterhouse is. 
I'm sure I'm sure a lot 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 more than all aliens have been accused of taking. And uh, you know, I was uh, I'm not an expert on the subject at all. I've only read six books, and I had four years of everyday hands-on experience of trying to interact with them, finding cool things around my house or outside, like being intricate, tiny, like little rocks. I've to find like uh, I have like oh, I show showed a lot on my uh, Twitter page, but this one one rock, which is really really crazy, really really tiny. But you look at the top little corner and you see like alien faces. One looks like uh, C-3PO from Star Wars. Another one looks like uh, the usual ones. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you had started writing music uh, that, that dealt with this. Did, are, are you doing that now? Or is that something you're releasing? Or did you lose it all on the phone and you're not going to do any more? I uh, lost them all on the phone except uh, the, my, the best ones. And I made some new songs. And, uh, yeah, no, I, no, I'm focusing mainly, I was just doing a few, like, uh, four months of, uh, building some fences, make a little bit of extra money, but yeah, I really gotta start spending eight hours a day selling these books, because they're just been sitting there, and I'm ran out of money, <laughs> so all the money's invested in the books. So how much are the and books? 44 US dollars, all price includes tax and shipping, and I'll ship a book to anywhere in America. If it's Canadian, uh, 44 Canadian. That's including tax and shipping. Direct message me on Twitter, and we'll talk. You do you have, have any? Like, yeah. Do you have any plans for more books? I gotta sell these books first, and then redo the book because I, I I went crazy and I had put like 1,400 pictures in the book. I had such fun time designing the book. It's a it's like a it's like a, um, uh, a coffee table book, but it's. I say it's also for like, you know, I used to love going to the, well, obviously I hated going to the doctor, but when you go there, the Where's Waldo, right? In the waiting room as a kid. It was like a Where's Waldo kind of book, but with aliens. But the thing is, you need the book and you need your phone and you need to stand back a few feet, one to two or six feet from different angles and and zoom into the picture to see the pictures. It's, it's you got to earn the art. It's not, it's, it's like, say it's virtual reality artwork, like 3D immersive art. So, but how do you, you need the book to do? And then it would be good for an app, but the apps are a lot really expensive, and uh, I'm not doing an app right now. Yeah, it seems kind of like it. I really should have printed five thousand books. I was kind of thinking, oh, this will, everyone's going to want a copy. And once this, this, you find out that you can uh, document art or make art with aliens, document their art, other people are going to do it. So I thought I would try to built up a collection of, of the things and I, hopefully they understand the concept of monopoly so they won't make this with other people but yeah so I got a lot of books ready to go but you don't want the book that's fine I'm not forcing anybody but uh, yeah just don't ask the universe for a favor is all I'm saying <laughs> no, I'm just you, you, you might receive it yeah um, if so, you buy so, the book if you buy the book well <laughs> I say if you that... want to travel to other if you want to travel to other planets and dimensions without leaving the comfort of your house I think 44 US dollars is a fair uh, price it's not like you know so do the or images we, in the book stand the library yeah do the images Pardon in me? the book stand on their own or do they pretty much need you to narrate them and point out what what is no, what no, no. I, I mean if you look at them can oh, you tell I have, that, yeah. That... I spent a lot of time. I spent about twenty-two thousand dollars Canadian designing the book. 
but the, the guy took me to the town. He really saw something that I had this one opportunity and I got to get it printed. But he, his company won an award for the third best business card in all of Canada. So he was, but then he was going to the Raptors games when the Raptors were winning with flying and having floor seats, eating Philadelphia cheesesteak. So he needed to pay for that. So he took me to town. But yeah, I went and took a lot of time uh, writing little anecdotes, a lot of quotes are peppered around it and explaining like the, the, the a, lot, a lot of stories and explaining the main proofs. But yeah, there's no table of contents for the book. You just go around and see new things. And uh, yeah, like every day, every, it's an adventure. But you need <laughs> with the book. So when was your last contact? Uh, whenever you close your eyes and talk to them, which is could be a, uh, for me, it's an everyday occurrence. <laughs> I I'll tell you some. I can tell you some funny stories about how to interact with them. I think would be kind of beneficial for everybody. Sure. Is trying to it like create how how do you know you're talking to your is it yourself? Is it your subconscious? They say we're we're all spiritual. We have this maybe we have an alien family. I've read uh, Nicholas Nikola Tesla's autobiography, and he says, yeah, I have a space family too. But he says he can elaborate elaborate later on in the book. I can never find that part, so I don't think he did. But uh, yeah, um, one way to, one one way I find to be able to to hone your telepathy or communicating communicating with other worldly individuals is ask them to um, give you a, uh, a word that describes the sentence in a fortune cookie before you open the fortune cookie. For instance, I thought of the word hiccups in my mind. And then I opened the fortune cookie and it says, be prepared for a sudden and, and unexpected change of events. Be prepared for a sudden and unexpected and happy, I think I said, change of events. Hiccups. So, <laughs> so you know, they're not nefarious, they're not evil, they're lighthearted and jovial and quite savvy and smart. That's just my opinion. <laughs> so, is the alien contact are they uh, contacting other people i mean are you alone in this or are there people that you've met that have also met aliens and or had some type of interaction with them well i, I watched also two documentaries one of them uh it's called uh, curse of the man who sees ufos with Cristo rapolo and he's had some crazy adventures and but he's in in, in california Next to a government uh, agents, their uh, government bases, like army bases. So how much, you know? In in the video, in his documentary, one of, there was he was on a he was on a golf course watching a UFO. And then later that day, someone got burnt to crisp on the golf course, and it was an unexplained, like un, unsolved murder or something. So I was just actually thinking about uh, contacting him. I've talked to him a few times. Email me. He also can. He also like knows about the small UFOs, which was pretty cool. That, that yeah, that was trick. interesting when you talked about how they can take any size, so they can be like the size of a, of a pea and um, that small, you know. But actually, have been larger, yeah, they, but they I can say, shrink. Exactly. Well, I have. They make art on pennies, Canadian pennies for me. 
I show they show I show in the documentary too, which is like like most like if you remember going to uh, Walt Disney World, you putting those pennies and a dollar or something into the machine and it like and it it uh it, it hammers it down, but also makes cool design, something like that. But uh, yeah, I heard it on a Dr. Greer uh, lecture. How he said a mile wide um, UFO can shrink down into a uh, basketball size one. So if that's the case, then maybe a single seater UFO can shrink down into uh, an insect size, a little smaller. I actually, when I've zoomed into pictures, you see little X's, like little white X's, little white circles or different colors, purple or red or blue. Like little UFO light energy things. Maybe they're artifacts from the camera, but I doubt it. Because I've also filmed that in the sky too. The same little X's. Maybe they might be satellites too. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't discussed yet? We want to get into the bigger picture and stuff, like why now, why... I mean, it's Halloween, I don't want to scare everyone, but, like, we talk, we talk, no, I'm just... I don't know, I'm not a uh, David Icke or uh, Alex Jones, I'm just joking. But, yeah, well, go uh, ahead. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Lead us. No, like, I kind of feel, like, I was watching a lot of, like, a lot of... Sorry, guys, the skateboarding, right? Uh, I feel like I kind of let them down a little bit, like how I took it took like six months to design the book, and like then I was making music, making art, and really not putting a, a wholehearted effort into trying to get the word out. Just sending a few packages to news news articles and stuff, or uh, news like agencies, trying not really doing too much social media. I have to say, all this came through five thousand tweets on Twitter. 10 documentaries and or 10 uh, podcasts and a documentary and people for every two oh you're crazy mate the, you're, the fat lady's song just move on to something else something else I, I talked to like uh, alien perspective guy on, on uh, he does the memes on uh, Twitter a lot and we, we have a back and forth and he kind of mentors me a little bit and he says but then he goes and says yeah make another book <laughs> talking about other people's stories. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's everybody else's thing. I have, the thing about my story is I have a crazy, outlandish, wild story, but I have things to, to back it up. Everything I say is over 99% besides the, like the fortune cookie. That's just a little extra, right? I have nothing, that's just my an anecdote. I don't have anything to back it up, but. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I was watching a lot of uh, James Bond movies too, all of them times two, and then here I am, all this COVID things happens, like, oh my goodness, and to see everyone wearing masks, I can't even go inside a restaurant because I'm not vaccinated, but uh, how are you guys doing there? Uh, it's it's pretty good, I've, I've had all my shots, so, you know, I've been vaccinated, but uh, I still wear a mask everywhere I go, just in case, Yeah. and, you know, I, I, I think it's important. I can't, I can't breathe. When I take the bus, oh yeah, but I was doing some, I was doing some <clears throat> a big big fence outside a radio station and I had a commute, and I thought I caught it, but uh, three days of uh, rest and re relaxation got better. But I was actually a big fan of Wim Hof. 
which is the, the, the very first day I was actually stopping in, uh, on my 31st birthday, I'm sorry about, to take off my uh, jacket and walk the last 10 minutes home in a t-shirt because of the Wim Hof's kind of thing. So I, I implore people to look at, look into him. He's uh, a true crazy one-of-a-kind one story. Sick, like he climbed Mount Everest in uh, shorts and like not, not wearing a top and stuff. So obviously uh, I climbed mount, uh, a mountain in, in uh, the Andes when I was in Venezuela, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah. So, the environment, I don't want to sound like Greta Thunberg either about the environment, but also the environment is like, they're kind of like telling me that we're really like a, like a, in a fish with water, but like a fishbowl with, but we're polluting our air and, uh, drink, and drilling all the oil out of the, the grounds. You know, it's kind of like a, they're giving me that, like, I don't really talk to them, but like they put that in my, you know, get feelings that I should be talking about these things. Yeah, at least if I have this this uh, opportunity, I think I got at least, you know, I've kind of turned into a hippie a little bit, I'll be honest with you, the past uh, year of work living with them. You know, you try to care a little bit more about things. Less about work and that's also not being able to work. <laughs> it's so hard to go around and sell my book to people before this, and now with when they're afraid of the masks and stuff, <clears throat> they're wearing masks, two masks outside, <laughs> and a face shield for like zero cases now, like 10 to 20 cases. They don't even say the case count anymore, I don't think. <laughs> but I, di I digress, so we're, we're off the subject. Aliens, yeah. Uh, you don't have to buy my book, but just 21 minutes of your time, please go to check out the documentary and uh, tell some people about it. It's, it's already had... In about eight months, it's gone about 2.8 or 2,800 uh, views, which is pretty cool. So the goal is to get onto the Joe Rogan podcast, and you know, once maybe 10, 20,000 views, maybe that might be possible. Because <laughs> I really want my they they made a a, a, a patch. If you, if you remember the documentary, that uh, like a cat patch that I just flipped it over, and invisible energy was able to like, move it. And it's only halfway done, and I don't think they're going to finish it, except on the Joe Rogan, when I get to the Joe Rogan podcast. And I'll whip it up, and, uh, yeah. Hopefully I didn't scare you on Christmas, or, uh, Christmas, and okay. Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. <laughs> give a shout out to Ben, the editor of this show. Ben also has a podcast called Two Marks and a Spark. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Check it out. You won't be sorry.